conversations and connections, community building, refocusing resources, re-education, healthy living, strong relationships, and safe spaces. The All Things Black podcast is committed to the onward advancement of creating positive narratives and presenting black news and perspectives that will help create meaningful dialogue with practical solutions. I am the host and the producer of the show, Daryl. My mission is to help tell stories of black lives through the art of podcasting. Welcome to the All Things Black Podcast. Welcome to your podcast. Welcome to your world. Hey, welcome everybody to a brand new episode of the All Things Black Podcast. My name is Mr. Black Ovation and I have a very special guest with us today. And that is the founder of the Black Podcast Association and his name is Corey Gums. We will be discussing uh, some very interesting topics and finding out what Corey's been doing with the Black Podcasters uh, Association and with some other things. So you guys stay tuned. We are back. As you can see, I do have my guest online right now. Uh, he's looking right into the camera. And like I said, uh, he is the founder of the Black Podcasters Association. But bef- before we dive into the conversation, a couple of things I want to actually get out of the way. Um, I am trying to develop a brand new format, and it's going to be involving uh, a lot of other things. Uh, one of which is going to be talking about some black news and some black perspectives and things like that. Also mentioning a lot of black up and coming businesses. One of which I want to talk about thoroughly. So if a lot of people don't know yet, there is a athleisure wear company that was developed by a black, used to be a black sports figure, I believe. And his name is Landy Smith. He's the founder of Actively Black. If you guys have not been receiving any kind of emails about Actively Black, again, I would encourage you to look up their website. Again, it is called Actively Black. Very, very great products. They do bags. They do, and and, and this is genuine stuff, right? This is very great upgrade, upscale stuff. It's, It's nothing that somebody just thought of overnight and decided to put out. Uh, it's well thought out. It's it's great material. It's great design. And I love what they represent. Right now they're talking about their slogan is there's greatness in our DNA. And they put out some Black Panther wear. They put out some, uh, again, it's a bunch of athleisure wear. And one of the things that they recently introduced in the, into their product line is uh, some shoes. Very well competitively, competitively priced. The cheapest shoe is about maybe a hundred bucks or something like that, and the highest end is like a hundred and thirty. So I would encourage everybody that's listening to this program to look up Actively Black and go out and start to support them. That is part of what my channel is about: giving black perspectives, giving black news, and helping to make sure that we begin to support each other in the best way that we can. All right, so 
with that being said, again, I'm talking to Corey Gums, the founder of the Black Podcasters Association. And one of the things that uh, very caught my attention with Corey and the Black Podcasters Association, like if you go onto their page and read the mission statement, basically what they're saying is, is that they want to support and create spaces for black uh, podcast professionals that are committed to redefining the podcasting landscape. And these are some of the questions that we're going to be asking Corey and finding out more about the Black Podcasters Association, plus his affiliation with the Afros and audios, right? So we're definitely going to be talking about that. But before we get into those questions, Mr. Corey, I gave the people a little bit of backdrop about yourself. Tell the folks or the listening audience just a little bit more, and then we'll get into our conversation. Well, first and foremost, thank you for having me here. This has been a a while coming. I know we've talked about uh, collaborating and me coming on the show to speak, so I really appreciate being here, and and thank you for the invitation. Um, You know know how I am, man. I don't really talk well about myself, so I don't know exactly, like, you want my background or just how I got into the space, or what do you, you know? Yeah, we're going to be talking about about that. We're definitely going to be talking about that. I mean, right now, you you reside in New York. Yeah. Born, born, born and raised, raised New York. Yeah, born and raised. Uh, was Bronx, um, Bronx area? What, 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 what are we talking about as far as uh, New York? Southside Jamaica, Queens. Southside Jamaica, money. Queens. All right, there we go. <laughs> there no, we go. The place where stars were born. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, it, and it's also interesting. One of the things that you and I can kind of connected on was the fact that you'd have a, you have a background in audio engineering and you actually worked with some notable people and, and things like that. So yeah, you got that. Yeah, you got the fact that you know Corey is also skilled in um, web development, correct? Yep. yep. Gotcha. So web development, also audio engineer, and when you really dive into what Corey has accomplished over the last what two years or so? Technically, yeah, two years. Yeah, it's going like, on. Uh, yeah, it's about two and a half years. Yeah, like like two years or so with the Black yeah. Podcasters Association and how, he, how he's been able to kind of get the word out and tell people exactly what's going on. It's it's really uh, incredible what he's been able to accomplish over the last two years and where the Black Podcasters Association is, is literally going. So, Corey, first question for you. Uh, why the Black Podcasters Association? Ooh. That's a good question. That's a great question. It's a, I guess it's a multifaceted answer. But we started, I started during the pandemic. Was just, you know, like a lot of everybody else during that time period was in various different Facebook groups. Was trying to learn more about podcasting, the, 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 um, the art of creating a podcast, so forth and so on. And I was just noticing as the pandemic was going on and more and more people were jumping into podcasting, the conversations that were going on in these Facebook groups, because I was in a lot of them. I didn't even know there were so many. We're just becoming very, um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what the word is, but it was just, you know, it was like, you know, you had your opportunists that were jumping in, trying to take advantage of this new, this new wave and trying to get as much money out of these people who didn't know what was going on. Yeah, it was a lot of that in this going space. on. 
you know, especially during the pandemic where people were trying to figure out, you know, they, they were listening to more podcasts. They wanted to start their own podcast. So you had the opportunists there or the AKA gurus that were telling people, yo, just buy my program and I'll show you how to do it in 30 days, blah, blah, blah. But the other side was also the conversations I was seeing in regards to people of color. We know that podcasting as an industry has been predominantly white male, majority of listeners, majority of hosts are white male, college educated, you know, upper upper echelon and, and as far as salary goes. And I was just noticing more and more disconnect, especially as more and more black people were coming in. There was questions about resource. Oh, just go buy this mic, go buy that. And I'm looking at the price of this stuff and I'm like, people are not, you know, the, people are losing their jobs during this pandemic. Make money's, you know, the economy's I almost had a standstill and nobody has five grand to go just dump into building this studio. And I think originally I was like, that's kind of overkill. You don't even need all of that. Right. And it's just, you know, it's, it's hard to explain what it is, but you know, when you're a person of color, you can see, if you watch a conversation from the outside looking in, you can see some of those, I don't want to call them racist dynamics, but those, those racial disparities that into the conversation as well. And I just felt like people were asking questions. They weren't getting clear answers. They weren't getting the information or they were being misled down this path that really wasn't focused on the type of content that they wanted to create. So me being the type of person I am, I used to be on there giving people a smoke. Like, why would you tell somebody this? Like, you know, the yeah, person asked you a question, you know, I was going in and I was like, well, you know what? We need to have our own place. And then I started joining, finding more and more black groups for podcasters. And I didn't like what was going on in there either. It was a lot of spamming. It was a lot of, it, it was a lot of bad information. A lot of these podcasts have very low standards in regards to the product that they were wanting to release. So I was like, well, you know, I could sit here like everybody else and be upset and complain. Or I could start my own thing. And that's what I did. I started... I talked to a friend, was telling her some ideas I had, and she was like, well, why don't you start a Facebook group? And that's kind of, kind of how we got started. The idea of it actually was happening before the pandemic hit New York City. So kind of just like everything just kind of like aligned and just took off. We launched in March of 2020. And then, um, damn, man. <laughs> it's like, right, you know, it seems like such a long time ago. But March in 2020, we launched... Uh, I did, was started as a placeholder. What was just supposed to be a placeholder name was the Black Podcasting Group. And then people just jumped in and they, we just started growing exponentially. And by the time September came, we had like 1,500 members. And for me, it was like, you know, I had an idea of what, what I wanted it to be. Uh, what it is now is not how I first started with the idea I had. But it was really mainly just a place where Black podcasters can come and actually learn and talk with each other and help each other to build podcasts. So that's kind of how we got started. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And uh, to a lot of people, 1,500 members may not sound like a lot, but that's actually a lot. Again, within a short time span, you know, kind of doing the announcement and, you know, getting the information out to people because that evidently you that there was a void that was being filled. And you and you and you saw that need. There was a need that that uh, needed to be present amongst a lot of us. Because again, you're right. There was a lot of us that started to do podcasting during the pandemic, especially during the pandemic. 
and most I believe were doing it. Well, I, I guess I guess I can't say most, but a lot of people were doing it just to get a few dollars, right? They mm-hmm. wanted to lace their pocket really, really quickly. And uh, to me, it felt like a lot of a scam and stuff like that. And I remember you telling me a story about a particular client of yours and how you really got them set up for, you know, not necessarily a nominal fee, but a very comfortable fee and how much they appreciated you uh, for doing that. Because, again, you could have been one of those that fleeced the hell out of people. Because I saw people, man, that was literally charging people like uh, $7,000. It was crazy for like a course... And then when you listen to the end product, you were like, huh? <laughs> you charge seven grand for the end product to sound like that? And it, it, it just really didn't make sense, right? And, right? and a lot of us were jumping on board either to pay those exorbitant fees or to try to fleece people at the same time, you know, by saying, okay, well, I'm this individual, you know, positioning themselves as being the, the, the go-to persons and not really delivering on their end, just giving them some kind of outline to say this or saying you don't necessarily need this particular type of, of equipment or you can just, you know, do it however you want to do it. But you mentioned earlier in your explanation of the why of a black podcast is associated. And one of the things that kind of stood out, which you've always been a stickler about was standards, right? So you definitely talk about the standards, the quality, the audio quality standards, the visual representation, and a lot of those things. And basically there's a love there and you just want to see a lot of the people that have entered the Black Podcasters Association to elevate their game, quote unquote, so to speak. That way we can really have that professional representation, especially among us as, as black people. So I love the answer. And of course, I got a number of questions for you, brothers. <laughs> so get yourself ready. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> yes, sir. So I kind of mentioned earlier in the introduction that you are affiliated with um you know, a number of, of um, associations, right, or people. One of which is you just made a, but well, not, not just made, but you've aligned yourself with uh, Afros and Audios. What, what and who is Afros and Audios, and why was it necessary for you guys to come together? That's a great question, bro. Um, so Afros and Audio is, I'm just going to call say it, I, you know, I'm I'm in the, I'm in this space right now where we're doing things, and you know, I, I I love the product. So Afros and Audio is going into their fifth year. It's a a podcasting festival that's dedicated to Black podcast creatives. <clears throat> Excuse me, dedicated to Black podcast creatives that are looking to learn and grow their podcast. Basically, it's curated by Talib Talib Jasir, who started it um, back in. 2018, um, and I remember I learned about them about a month after they had the festival, because um, they had the first one in Brooklyn, New York. And like many people, I was looking for more black-orientated podcasting, you know, um, events, festivals, conferences, and stuff. And they were they were really the only one doing it originally. So he was the first one. And um. Every year, then the pandemic happens. Of course, they do their one and second, and then the pandemic happens, so they go virtually. And then this year, uh, in October, we they had their first in-person one um, in Philadelphia. And I think that was a great experience, you know, to be able to be physically there and finally meet everybody who for the past two and a half years, two years, you've been interacting with. It was like a big party, and um, everybody had a great time, but... 
they are important because there is nobody else really doing what what he what Talib's you know vision is, which is creating a safe space where we can have where we can be ourselves, we can talk like ourselves, um, we can meet people across the country from all over the world because we do have people who come from other places here to Afros and audio to learn and to show the skills and, and the techniques and the philosophies and the things that they use to grow their businesses and grow their podcasts to get the success they have. So Afros and Audio, it's a two-day festival for Black podcast creators and professionals. It's a great networking opportunity. It's a great place to come and you know showcase your services, get a vendor table if, the, if you have that kind of business, build your network, and just learn. I learned so much. And just hearing everybody's story and them telling the stories as they're doing their presentations on how they got to this point of success was like, it's like, you know, you're, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna walk away from it from with, um, with some new ideas and new approaches. So, like, one of the things I left out there was, you know, learning how to pull resources together. And it was so many conversations going on outside of the conference, like, meaning during in between on our, when we had dinner, you know, and it was just, it was, it was a really good experience. So, how we came into partnership with them was really, it's really just a, it was a great business move, um, and uh, you know, shout out to Talib because he came to me, and he he's very big on the education part, like I am, like I was with the group on Facebook. It was really stressing education, improving you know your knowledge, improving your skill sets, and it was just it just made sense. We have a lot a lot of alignment in regards to where we see black creatives in this space, the direction we wanted to go to. And we're coming up on our first year anniversary of the official Black Podcasters Association community. But it was around this time last year, actually, Thanksgiving, early, early, late, late November, early December. Talib basically made an offer I couldn't refuse. You're going to give me and my Godfather references, but it just, excuse me, the value, it just made sense. Afros and audio wanted something that they could implement so that when people left, the conference, which is always a problem with a lot of conferences, no matter what industry you go into, right? Everybody goes to a conference or a festival or something. They get hyped. They learn. They have this, this newfound inspiration and energy. And then it starts to dissipate as weeks go by and goes flat because you don't have anything there to support you or to keep you going or encourage you to keep going. So when Talib came to me, he was like looking, he, you know, he was trying to start a, a community based around the Afros and Audio Festival. And he didn't have that. So when he came to me, it was like, well, you have the community. You're, you've been very, I've been watching you. You've been building this community. You've been really, you know, very hands-on trying to build this, this thriving community of education and support and networking. And he felt like it was a good fit. And, when, and, you know, for me, I was like, okay, what's the next step for BPA on Facebook? At the time last year, around this time, remember Facebook had the blackout. Facebook was very limiting on what we can and can, couldn't do. And I was already investigating moving us towards more of a private organization versus just being a Facebook group. Because my goal was to make this an organization with an industry organization versus just a just a, a community that somebody has on Facebook. And, you know, they had the network, they had the brand power, we had the community, and it was like we both have what each other needs. So it made perfect sense. And, you know, of course, like any business move, you got to negotiate and, you know, get all the paperwork together together. And then December, 
end of December, what do we do? We announced it and it just caught fire ever since. So, but that's how we came to, you know, it's really about collaborate, collaboration. And I, that's one of the, our, you know, as you know, Daryl, um, it's all about collaboration. Success comes from collaboration. It comes from working together with people who are in alignment with you and going in the same direction. So, you know, um, it, it just, it just, like I said, it just made perfect sense to, to, to for us to come together and utilize each other's resources and build this big brand of of a collection for Black podcasters, so they can get the tools and the necessary resources they need to succeed in in their goals. Got you, got you. One that was a long-winded answer. No, 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 that, no. That no, that history was uh, that history was was needed, though. You know, I, I think foundationally that that information was needed for those that would definitely be able to, you know, listen to this 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 podcast, this episode, and that way they can kind of build from there. Because again, we're definitely going to be talking about how you can get connected to the uh, Black Podcasters Association and what the Black Podcasters Association offers, or just give you the information. And you can go onto the website itself and begin to, you know, look through and comb through a lot of the uh, benefits and, uh, and again, the resources, because I think it's something that's very well needed for a lot of us who are entering the creative space or been in the creative space and just want a tribe or community where we can, uh, you know, kind of share visions, resources and things like that, because there's a lot of us out there that are really doing some phenomenal work. So, yeah, definitely thank you for that. that answer, long-winded or not, <laughs> doesn't make doesn't make a difference. Again, like I said, foundation. I just I think that was really great, a really great answer to that question. This may be a short answer to 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 this next question. How successful would you say you've been in getting people to buy into the idea of a of a Black Podcasters Association? Man, you you, you come with the fire. <laughs> this is you know I never really thought about that. How successful have I been? I, I will say, I, I think I've been pretty successful. I think we've been pretty successful. I, 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 well, we've been pretty successful, but we're not at the point where I can say I'm, we're, it's, this is a, a true success. You know, when we launched in uh, February of this year, you know, I remember when we did the soft launch in January and we were like trying to get as many people within the Afros and audio community as well as the Black Podcasting Group on Facebook, it was like, let's get as many people, you know, when you have a group of two, over 2,000 members, you think you're going to capture the majority of it. So, you know, I had this expectation of like, oh, if I could get like 30% of our Facebook membership to join, we'll be doing really good. And it really didn't turn out that way. We only had like 40, 50 people sign up. And the funny part was I knew those were going to be the people who signed up because those were the people who were really active in the group. And over the past year, I'm I'm happy that it went that route because it allowed us to it allowed me to make mistakes and move slowly and and really concentrate on how we're going to scale. So I think as far as you know, from starting from that point to where we're at now, we're over 120 members in the group. It has been a learning experience. It's been successful in that capacity, but I think one of the biggest takeaways I get from when people hear about us is like, I didn't know you guys existed. So that's why I don't, I don't want to say I'm successful because I, I need to answer that question. We need to answer that question. You know, we need to figure that, solve that problem of awareness and letting more and more people know we are here. Now, as far as converting people and getting people to join, 
in all honesty, you know, when you when you say you want to have a standard and you have core values and you want to raise the bar, that doesn't mean everybody's going to be able to come along for that ride. So um, I've also learned over this year not to gauge signups as a, mo- as a point of success. For me, it was more importantly is the culture of the group, what we're bringing, the value we're bringing to the members in the group, and letting the world know, letting the people out there who can recognize that value and what it means for them in deciding to join, making sure they understand that part. Okay, okay. I like that answer as well. Yeah, awareness. Awareness definitely, I think, is uh, is, is something that, I mean, I struggle with that myself, even with my own podcast, because there's just not enough hours in the day. And, of course, you know, you try to do it right. You're on top of, you know, working, you know, because I haven't done this. I would love to do something like this full-time and get, you know, paid for it, but I'm not exactly there yet. So, again, so awareness is one of the, 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 the hugest thing in having people like you said, kind of, kind of help you, you know, push that, push that idea along is actually, is actually beneficial, which is one of the reasons why I want to have you on this show and then to, to help push that, push that awareness. So, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. so I'm, I'm asking you some, some, I don't know if they're hard questions or whatever, but I'm definitely, nah, I'm, I, I want to get to the root of it, right? So. You know what? I would, I would, I, it's nothing short of what I wouldn't expect from you, bro. You know, we always have great conversations and I like these kind of questions and I think, we need to have more questions like these when we're talking with business owners and, and, and stuff in our community so that we can hear, you know, make it more tr- transparent and help other people who are listening to think on a diff- look at things from a different perspective as well. So I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, here's another one for you. <laughs> so you started out as an audio engineer. We already kind of taught test on that in the beginning anyway. You started out as an audio engineer in, of course, in New York. And you work with some notable artists, right? How has that knowledge transferred over into the podcasting space? And are you still fighting the good fight about good audio for podcasters? Because <laughs> you know, you and I, you and I always have questions. You know, have we've had conversations about audio and how in the expectations of audio and how how beneficial it would be coming out of the gate with a great sound. So I'm just, I'm just asking you that question as, a, as an audio engineer and what your perspective is and, and things like that. So go right ahead. Yeah, I, I'm going to answer the second part first. You know, the, the, because of the pandemic and just the, the, how the pandemic ramped up all some of these technologies like Zoom and, you know, these other, you know, applications that do sim- something similarly and like StreamYard and all these other Melon and all these other companies that are creating these products that are allowing people to create content, you know, IG Live, you know, the success of IG Live during the pandemic really drove that. You know, now we have reels and shorts and all these different types of things that are helping, you know, to, to get content more and more out there. Um, I think because the video component, and especially within the black podcasting space with shows like what Nori has and some of those more visual shows, that turn into podcasts, I think that kind of like warped things where people thought, oh, okay, you know, I don't need to, I don't need great audio. I just need to get in front of a camera. I just need to just talk. Like we used to have conversations about audio versus content. And I always try to remind people that, you know, if you look at the data and the statistics, the audio component of a podcast is always, it's still the number one way people consume it, the way that they listen to it. So 
you have to, the audio, you can't skimp on your audio. Your audio is very important. Like, you know, your ears are sensitive. They get fatigue, higher frequencies, lower frequencies. You know, they, they, they can either speed up that, they can speed up the hearing loss. They can speed up the, the fatigue and make it a very unpleasure, you know, very a not so pleasurable experience. And there are people out here who have really, you know, they have really good content, but because their audio, they don't take the investment to, to, to improve their audio. They're not growing. They're not, they're not keeping listeners. They're not getting listeners. Um, that was one of the things in the group that I used to hate when we first started with people like, well, as long as the content is good, I can listen to it. That's a lie. Your ears won't let you. You know, listening listening is a physical thing. And like everything else, it gets fatigued. Your ears won't let you. Right. So, so the audio component is always going to be a big part of it. I remember I was looking up stuff about movies. And there are people in the movie industry that says, you have bad audio, you don't have a good movie. You know, you don't have a good TV show. So even though we may, we may say content, we may say video, no matter what... The audio is the delivery. So you got to make the effort. You got to make... So even if you have a limited budget, there's things you can do. Make a sacrifice. Stop smoking your cigarettes. Don't go to Starbucks for a week. Save that money up. Get yourself a $100 mic. It's better than no mic. It's better than using your headphones or your ear pot. You know, just little things like that can help improve your show and, and, and keep your audience because the show is not about you. It's about your audience. And you want to give them the best experience from whatever you can, for whatever resources you have, you got to give them the best experience you possibly can. That's what's going to keep them. That's what's going to attract them. And that's what's going to make them want to listen to what you have to say or whatever content you're putting out there. As far as my experience, I mean, you know, I, 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 my experience is in music. You know, when you, when you press a CD or you release a CD, it has to be up to a certain audio quality for it to get on the radio, for it to play. So the standards of these, these delivery systems force you to, if you really want to be as successful, they force you to raise your standard. So you got to make sure you get the best of the best. The, the audio, the, you know, working in a studio when I was younger, when I had my rap group and tracing the dream of trying to be an audio engineer and all that stuff. I mean, you know, there's life lessons in those that you can always bring to whatever it is, the endeavors you're doing now. So I just try to take everything I've been through with starting businesses and failing businesses my music background and bring it to the space because there's a lot of wisdom in those mistakes and a lot of wisdom in, that I've picked up from people in those industries that I can see that we use on, uh, on a day-to-day basis with building podcasts or, or distributing podcasts. So it's not just really the music part. I think it has a lot to do with my, my, uh, my personal opinion about the audio stuff. But um, overall, I just try to bring everything and even other people's experiences that I watch and learn from I try to bring into the space to help to help members in the group. Yeah, yeah, and 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 that's the thing. Sometimes you know, an an audio head can be somewhat biased based upon their experience and stuff like that. But at the same time, I think when you listen to the the overall, what am I trying to say? When you listen to people that have that experience and they're just trying to help, I think it's something that can be taken away if you really you know, kind of just, just kind of listen to that experience, right? It's just, it's no different than somebody that's actually been successful in certain areas. You know, you want to sit at their, at their feet and try to find out what they did to get to us, you know, to, to a certain, um, to a certain point, you know, to where they are now, to where they're successful. So 
not to sit back and try to beat a dead horse because we've had this conversation over and over and over again and a lot of people still are of the mindset that, you know, it's really about your content. But I've always said, you know, your audio should marry your content or your content should marry your audio at the same time. It's a, it's a, it's a great union when you have that representation. Like, how would you feel if you did, like you mentioned the movie, if, how would you feel if you did go to a movie and the visuals was perfect, right? The visual, the content, in terms of the visual was perfect, but the audio quality was lacking. It would be very uncomfortable and it wouldn't translate well and you may not want to go to that, you know, another film from that director or load that production company or whatever the case may be. It, it gets kind of lackluster. So it's so, 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 you, you got to find that medium to say, well, even if you don't know necessarily how to produce it, the audio quality that is, on a high level, you, you still have to find that medium where, you know, you, 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 you have the great content and it's still audible where people can be pleased and your audience can be pleased by just listening to the content. Because you're right, it's still audio in an audio format mainly not so much visual but you know that's 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 why i asked you that question yeah i mean i just want to add two things too like um well three you know like a lot of people listen to podcasts when they're doing other things right we have driving their car doing housework working on you know doing work at for their job or you know exercising that's where a lot of people still listen to podcasts and you know so you got to make sure one that you have good audio perfect example i live in new york city you know, if you if you if you live in a place like New York City or a place like where they have a subway, if you want to see how bad your audio is, go listen to your podcast while the train is coming into the station. You know, because if you have headphones on and you can't, you're struggling to listen to 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 your podcast while that train is coming in. You know, with all the noise that it's bringing, you know that that tells you you have you need to work on it. You know, um, because I shouldn't I shouldn't I should what I'm listening to directly in my ear should not be fighting with what's going on around in my environment. That's, a, that's also important. And that's why I say it's about the, pl- the experience that you give your audience because if they have to fight, um, it's, 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 the podcasting space is competitive because people are always looking for things to consume. And if you don't give them a product that they can enjoy while they're consuming it, they're going to leave you and move on to somebody else. You know, and they're going to keep going until they find that one thing that's a whole listening experience that they really, truly enjoy. So you can't think that you're content alone. I remember when you said that in a group about the marriage, and I was like, you know, that was when you, I remember how you you presented it. I was like, you know what? He's so right. It isn't just one or the other. It's really the marriage and the balance between the two that really creates a successful podcast. You know, so it, it is important for you to, to, you can't, you know, you're building a product. That's what this a podcast is a product for people to consume. So you can't, you know, you can't you can't skip on one part of the product and expect the product to be for people to um, you know, imagine if, you know, the cereal company forgot to add the sweetener or you know or or you go buy a car and they forgot to they put three wheels on instead of four. You know, you could probably still right. drive the car on three right. wheels, but is what's the experience going to be? It's going to be a hell of an experience, I'm telling you. Yeah, you know, so you can't, you know, you got you to gotta look at it that way. And, and, and I think, you know, we talk about this. I think one of the biggest issues for a lot of black podcasters or just podcasters in general, mainly black, I'm going to talk about black podcasters, is that the audio component is probably one of the most expensive parts of your production. 
whether you decide to go to a studio and do it or you do you decide to make the investment into your own equipment that's probably the most expensive part of this process uh, and i think a lot of people shy away from that and then like we when we did our panel last year um, at afros and audio it's also just the technical side of it can be very intimidating for a lot of people so you mix in the pricing the intimidation of learning how to how to use the equipment and it's like nah well i'll just take my phone and i'll just do it on my phone and put it out there then the ego kicks in you know and then and then the creative right. side creative ego kicks in well if people don't like my what I'm putting out there, then it's not for them. And it's like, then you then you're in the Facebook group talking about why is Haters. my podcast not going? Yeah. After three, you know, six months later after you started. So I mean, a lot of these, you know, these are hard truths. A lot of people don't want to hear, but if you want to be successful, and that's why the standard part comes in because if you're serious about this, then you have to have a level of standard that you want to have for yourself and your product that you put out. It's a representation of you. And if you're putting out something subpar, what do you what do you think the world is going to look at? How are they going to view you and how you do things? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And oh, and, 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 and and there's the real Corey Gums, y'all. <laughs> so, <laughs> you listen when you're getting passionate about talking about audio and, the, and standards in the podcasting space, you're getting the, the passion comes right out, right? But but yeah, man. So let's let's kind of explore that real quick. I got a couple of more questions for you and then we'll uh, talk about some other things. But let's explore. Let's kind of pick up where you just left off. So for the Black Podcasters Association membership, right? Mm -hmm. That's some of the things that I believe you get when you become a member of the Black Podcasters Association. So you have tools, resources, people that have experiences that can help kind of help you along the way. So kind of, kind of speak to some of the benefits, if you would, if you don't uh, mind that uh, as, as one becomes a, um, a member of the Black Podcasters Association. Well, I, I would try to flip it on you because you, you're a member as well, but um, I'll answer your question. There's, there's been something I've learned in this process. This has been a huge learning process for me. And, you know, when you go look on our website, like you do any place, they're going to tell you all the product. You know, when you look at a product's packaging, they're going to tell you all the key points that they want to attract you. But the part that that I've I've learned that is really the biggest perk, the really biggest benefit of the community, and it's something I've learned well, that I can now call member-driven content. Is and I'm I'm telling you this member-driven content. So when you out here creating your your content, you need to think about your your listeners. Listener-driven content, member-driven content. It's all the same principle. Um, the One of the biggest perks you get in, in here is the community. I have seen, one, I have learned so much from all the members in the group. And I've seen it happen to other members in the group. People have connected with each other. I'm, I've seen friendships grow out of this. I've seen collaborations grow. And these are the perks you can't put on, you know, on, onto a sales pitch. You, you, you have to be there and experience it. Afros and audio happened. We had a bunch of members come in from all over the country. And it was like, a, you know, I always say it was like a family reunion. It was more, you know, these are the first time people are actually meeting each other physically. And there's no awkwardness. It's like, hey, and there's hugs. And it's, oh, my gosh, let's go hang out. What are we doing? You know, all of that. And I think when people saw us doing it, it was resonating across all those people who weren't members. So that's one of the biggest perks. But um, for me, when I... My, my mission with this is education. And so how do you bring the education to the community? Well, we do courses, we do workshops. I curate and vet most of the people who come in 
or um, who come in to do our workshops. Whether I'm out in the streets in Queens or, you know, I'm at an event somewhere, a networking event, or I'm watching a YouTube video or I'm on LinkedIn or I'm on these different platforms, I'm watching and listening to everybody. And I always look for people who will take a, who are, who take an out-of-the-box approach. Or I'm watching the conversations going on in the community when somebody's saying, asking certain types of questions. I'll say to myself, this, and I'll, I'll read the conversations and be like, you know what? I think we need to bring a professional who, who's in this space in here to help us answer these questions and to do a workshop and a presentation or a course on helping people, you know, and giving them the space where they can do a Q&A and ask directly. Um, now, originally when we did that, it was for the members of the group only. But we had so many great professionals coming in. I was like, the world needs to know about these people. So we had a trademark attorney come in. She was, it was a great session. People got to ask questions. She educated us. And I was like, it would be selfish of us to keep that to ourselves when there's people out here where you don't need to be a member of the BPA, but you could take advantage of that and learn what you need to learn to protect yourself. So the education is a big part. Um, working on some other things. I'm now rolling out some things where, um, with, as a perk of your membership, we're going to start trying to bring in more income-producing opportunities for members through like advertising, sponsorships, our own, net, our own podcast network that members can be, be a part of. The, the, the networking component, again, job, we have job boards. We have specific communities, sub-communities within our community. But like with Podcasters Live, that helps you learn how to do streaming. We have the VP Club that we just launched this past week. There's their online recording um, studio that does like a full service. They'll help you manage your podcast, record it. They do all the legwork. They're now part of our ecosystem. So we're out here working hard to create a bigger ecosystem because my goal for members is you shouldn't have to go anywhere else. I don't want you to go anywhere else. And we're working on bringing more professionals in the space. So if you need an engineer, you can hire them. If you need a marketer, you can hire them. And you've already vetted this person because they're a member. You know that they're, they're up to a certain standard. And you've already had engaged with them, whether in the group or on a personal level outside of the group that you guys kind of have a rapport. So that's really the main perks. And um, there's other things like we're working on getting discounts and we're performing partnerships with companies and, and services so that we can bring more value. Because one of the things I want to help people do is save money as well. It's all about being efficient and creating a process that allows you to take away those things that are interfering with your creativity and allow you to be more creative by us providing supports and services That'll take those like the like producing and recording and editing and stuff. Nobody, you know, unless you really love editing, nobody wants to edit. Most of us edit because we have to and because we can't afford or we don't know where else to go for it. Right, right. Right. Yes, sir. But, but see, you, you see, you you said you're gonna put that back on me. I, I couldn't answer that any better, brother. So, oh. so but but, <laughs> oh, so, but, you know, but I know what you mean, though. I know exactly what you was talking about. Right. So like Afros and Audio, people were asking me, well, so what's the Black Podcasters Association? And all I was doing was pulling people to the side from, you know, pulling people out the crowd like, yo, come here for a second. You talk to this person. Because I want, I want, if you're interested in learning about the Black Podcasters Association, who could sell it better than an actual member who's been a part of it? That's correct. And they can tell you what they're getting from it. Now, everybody gets different things from it. We have some people who are active daily. We have some people who, who show up because I, I get all the information. They'll log in every day, but they're not engaging. 
Everybody gets what they need to get out of this space to help them do what they need to do. But there's nobody who can tell you better what this community means to them or what it is than a person who's an actual member of it. So that's why I try to be like, yo, speak to this member, speak to that one. Me, I'm the founder. I'm going to sell it all day long. And I don't want to sell it. I want you to come here because you see the value and you understand that what this value is going to bring you in, 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 in your journey towards success for your podcast. And there you have it. We, we're almost at that time. We're going to wrap it up. I totally thank you for doing this interview and providing all the expertise and the, and the answers that you provided because I think a lot of the listeners, once they actually sit back and listen to this episode, they're really going to be intrigued about what it is that the Black Podcast Association has to offer. They're definitely going to be intrigued about Afros and audios. And so that brings me to the question of, well, actually two questions. Kind of what's next for Corey Gums and, and BPA or Black Podcasters Association and where can people find you? Okay. So what's next for the BPA myself? The, when I st- I'm the type of person when I start a project, I, it's either go big or go home, right? Like I start to think about it on a global scale. One of the initi- my personal initiatives for 2023 is to, one, like I said earlier, we have to, we have to it's not even a matter of want. We have to increase brand awareness of who we are, what we're trying to accomplish in this industry. I want us to be the premier organization for Black creatives and Black professional uh, Black professionals within the podcast space for the industry. We don't have an organization that represents us or advocates for us in that in that, in that particular space. And I want the BPA to be that. And as more markets are starting to open, like in the African markets the Caribbean markets, the South American and Latin markets where we have Afro-Latinos, you know, I want us to be, rep- I want us to be those people. We are, you know, we have brothers and sisters in Canada. They came down to Afros and audio and learned about us. You know, I want us to be that organization. So next year, my plan is to really create, increase awareness of the organization as well as, you know, increase the membership. And the plan is to, we're going to be doing some tours throughout the country in association with Afros and Audio, we're working on those details now. Me being more, more uh, creating more collaborative partnerships with other organizations. Like we work close with She Podcast, which is a, a organization, a community for women in the podcasting space. We also work closely with what Women of Color Podcast that deals with women of color. We, you know, people, uh, BIPOC creators Facebook group. We work close with them. We're out here doing these things, building partnerships and collaborations because that's how we get our people where we need to get and get the resources. So you're going to see a lot more content coming out of the BPA. We plan on launching a network. We're going to be doing some, we're going to also be doing more active meetups. Hopefully we can start setting up chapters in different cities across the country. So if you're interested in something you might want to be a part of, please become a member but that overall, the real goal is to grow the, the the community and get more people aware of what we're doing, what we're trying to accomplish over the next couple of years as far, as far as becoming an advocacy group and a body, a professional body that actually certifies our members and, and lets the industry know, you know, because the industry likes to say how there's a diversity issue and they don't know where to find. Now you know where to find us. You know, now you know where to find the talent in the in the in the and the experts and the knowledge of people who who identify as black (laughs) 
in this space. Where you could find us, well, one, I would advise you to sign up for our newsletter, the official newsletter at blackpodnews.com. That's B-L-K-P-O-D-News.com. Um, it's a curated, it's a very special curated newsletter that's going to be presenting, that's curated by us, that highlights black creatives in this space, news that's going to, um, that, that will help podcasters. Or even if you want to learn more, you can go to that. We're going to have more contributors from the industry adding articles and their expertise, of, their fields of expertise. But you can also find us on all social media platforms. We're on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. To follow our page on Facebook, TikTok, and on LinkedIn. All you got to do is really, um, they, everybody has different requirements as far as the name goes. I would just tell you, go to those platforms, just search the Black Podcasters Association, and we're going to come right up. It might even come up before you even finish writing it. <laughs> but just look for us on those platforms, Black Podcast. Oh, and we're on Twitter as well. So um, you can check us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, LinkedIn, YouTube, and Definitely check out our YouTube page, too, because we have some great panel discussions. We've had some great content. You can learn about other Black podcasters. We had a show where we will highlight Black podcasters and tell their stories, and you can learn more about the, the content that's out there. Perfect. That was one of the things I was just about to ask you, which was, where can you be found? And you, uh, you already expressed that. So I definitely appreciate that. So, so yeah, we're basically at the end of the show. Uh, and is there anything additional that you want the listening audience to know? And I mean, because you've basically given up a, a lot of info, but is there anything additional that you like the listening audience to know? Yeah, you know, support these black creatives out here. These people work really hard behind the scenes. And some may not be as consistent as you want them to be, but they're, they're normal people with normal lives. And they're doing this. A lot of them are doing this out of the kindness of their hearts, out of them wanting to get the, their messages across and help other people. So, Support black creatives. Go out there. Um, we're trying to build more and more resources out there for people to discover black creatives, but support them. Go out there and, and you, you know, if you're looking to start a podcast, you know, that's the one thing about the BPA. We, we have people of all levels. So if you want to start, you can come to us. If, you, if you're already in the game and you want to learn to get better, you can come to us. We have a ton of award-winning podcasters in our, in our community. Um, which I'm very proud of because these people put in work and they're out here getting the recognition they deserve. But, you know, they don't don't listen to the media. There are plenty of black podcast creators out there that are doing their thing. And we're working very diligently behind the scenes to try to help people, whether you're going Podchaser or Twitter or whatever. Hit us up, man. Um, I, I basically run out social media. So if you hit me, hit me on social media, you're speaking to me, not a robot or something. So if I can't point you in the right direction, we'll we'll find we'll find an answer for you. But support black creatives, and when I say support them, it's more than just you liking their page, their posts, and listening to their podcast. Donate, you know, buy a product. Don't you be surprised? That money that they make helps them go get a microphone, helps them hire a producer to increase the production value. That's what they're trying to do. They're not making. They're not. A lot of these creatives are not doing that just to put money in their pocket. They're trying to figure out ways to invest back into their podcast. So if you support them in that capacity, whether it's $5, $10, or 20 or whatever amount you want to give them, trust me, they will be they, that, that they will love that kind of support from you. Yes, sir. So absolutely. That, you know, I could talk about that all day. All day, man. <laughs> I do listen. That's a whole other conversation I know Corey yeah. is, uh, is definitely passionate about. So listen, man, this has definitely been a joy. It's been a pleasure. First time having you on the show. 
and having that dialogue, I think, you know, for the most most part, when me and you, you know, kind of dialogue and talk, you know, it's, it seems very authentic. It's very natural. And, you know, I learn a lot from you. And, you know, I just, you know, thank you so much, man, for, you know, opening up the different spaces that you have opened up and providing the information that you have provided. You know, I know for me, like I say, we, you know, we kind of conversate or communicate behind the scenes. And one of the things I'm definitely going to do this year, like I told you, I'm setting it up where, you know, you're going to see a lot more episodes from me and a lot of other things from me as, as, as well going into the new year. So I'm looking to do like an end of, end of the year review of my different, ep- or the best episodes that I've actually had on my podcast. And then uh, jumping right into the new year, man, and just, you know, just try to knock it out as much as possible. And one of the things I definitely want to do is begin to promote a lot of those quote-unquote unknown black creatives and black businesses that are out there that a lot of us should be, when you think about it, especially what's going on in today's climate, we should be actively supporting in, in, in the best manner that we possibly can, which is one of the reasons I brought up uh, Actively Black. Actively Black is really a luxury brand when you sit back and you think about it. And to me, they're, comp- they're competing in a space with a lot of the top tier you know, products that are out there right now when you, when you sit back and you look up um, their products, right? It's, not, it's, it's nothing like off the street or anything like that. They really put some thought into it. And that's the same thing that, that all of us should be doing as, 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 as far as trying to support brands like that or people that have put themselves in a space where they can represent standards and quality, like you said, Corey. So I uh, definitely appreciate it. You guys, the listening audience, I want to thank you in advance for listening to this episode. Follow our guest on, on their social media platforms, which uh, Corey has already mentioned earlier. Become a, a follower, subscribe, leave comments, try to be in, as, as engaging as possible to help grow the Black Podcasters Association and become a member. Uh, he's already probably, you know, broke down and, and gave you some detail on how you can actually become a member, subscribe to that, uh, to that organization and that association, especially for those that really want to get their story out and just need maybe a little push or help being guided in the right direction as far as like resources, tools, how to start things like that. It can definitely help you out. But this has definitely been a joy. And I want to thank you once again, Corey, for coming on and providing such uh, great content and great information. Also, now for me, if you are a business owner and you are looking to, and this is going to start at the beginning of the year, if you're looking to, you know, advertise, you want people to, come on board and, you know, kind of, you know, uh, shop with you or just, you know, whatever the case may be, I will be open for, you know, you know, those business owners to contact me and we can kind of work out something where I can uh, definitely start, uh, you know, promoting your businesses. All right. But yeah, so this has been the active, this has been the All Things Black podcast. I've been your host, Mr. Black Ovation. Yeah, you want to say something? Yeah, sorry, man. I just wanted to add something too. Uh, look, man, you know, the brain starts racing. I don't mean to interrupt your, your ending, but if you're a black business out there, you need to start investigating utilizing black podcast creatives to help you get your brand off the ground through, through advertising or sponsoring. And if you have any questions about that, reach out to me. We have a whole community that we can, I can, we can, you know, 
including this show, utilize this brand, you'd be surprised how engaged black listeners are to these podcasts. They're willing to support you. So create a, you know, add podcasting to your marketing plan. And if you want to learn more information, yo, talk to Daryl or talk to myself, man. We, you know, we pretty much have an idea of how this works. So I just wanted to throw that out there. I'm sorry, man. You you started no, talking no, about sponsors. No, you, no, no. Trust trust me. I mean, that's actually uh, that's 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 it's needed. And and again, I would say for anybody that is looking to do that, any business that is looking to do that, definitely either become a member of the Black Podcasters Association or find somebody that is associated with the Black Podcasters Association. That way, you can uh, you can really. Trust me, the the benefits will be there in order for us to be able to help you grow your business and things like that. Because whether you know it or not, podcasting is a landscape that is growing exponentially. And at the same time, a lot of businesses are looking to throw dollars at podcasters. So as a black business owner, I think it would be incumbent upon you to go ahead and, uh, you know, get get a start on that and, you know, support your own the, the same way we want to support you and helping you grow your business. But yeah, this has been a great episode. Uh, This has been the All Things Black Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Black Ovation, and we are out.